Heavenly Father, we thank you for this sermon that has been recorded here and it came from the lips of your own son. We thank you for the time that we've been able to spend this year looking at it and we still are not finished. There is so much truth here, so much for us to learn and to be challenged by. Lord, may you challenge us this morning and may we be able to go from here as servants that are able to do your will even more than we were in the past, that we may learn from this part of your word this morning and be faithful and true to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as a child I always wanted a dog, but I was never permitted to have one. I wanted lots of pets. I was actually quite interested in animals and uh, for work experience I went to a vet uh, because I was interested in being a vet for the rest of my life. And so I always wanted a dog because a dog I could play with in the backyard and I had two older sisters and they weren't the most playful of, of people to have around. So I wanted a dog, but my father said to me, look, Joel, I'm a minister and people come to the house on a regular basis, both the back door, they'd come over uh, through the property of the church, come to the back door or come to the front door. And he said, people, some people are very afraid of dogs and we cannot have a dog because it may intimidate people and, uh, and it wouldn't be right for us as a, a minister's household to have one. Now, I'm not sure if that was just a get-out-of-jail-free card. As to, we wouldn't have to then care for the dog, but he let me have budgerigars. So I was able to have those up the back and so they bred and I'd sell them to the pet shop and um, that kept me amused. And, but I still wanted that dog. I always wanted a puppy dog. But we often, as people in the Western world, understand dogs in a different way from the way that Jesus understands dogs. Dogs have been around since creation. God created them and they uh, haven't just evolved in the last century. They've been around for a long time and they were around in Jesus' day. And Jesus speaks about dogs. But we have to try and get rid of that understanding of puppy dogs and the desire to have a dog that I had growing up and understand dogs in the way that Jesus understood dogs if we were to understand this part of God's word that we're looking at today. And so as we come to Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, We've been away for five weeks now from the Sermon on the Mount and so last time we were in it we looked at verses 1 to 5 which spoke about judging and now Jesus speaks in verse 6 this strange illustration of verse 6 Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. This illustration we have to try and get the context of Jesus' time to understand. And so my first main point this morning is, what is this illustration? What is being illustrated here? Is it someone throwing pearls to cute little puppy dogs and to nice little pigs that are oinking merrily in the background? Or is it something else? What is the illustration that Jesus is making here? Well, dogs in Jesus' day weren't the cuddly pets that we understand them to be today with the wagging tails and the affectionate natures and always wanting to be there as man's best friend. Now, dogs in Jesus' day were semi-wild, they weren't domesticated, and they would roam the streets uh, foraging for food and they would roam in packs and they were quite vicious animals. Uh, they would uh, try and find whatever food they could, they had matted coats, they, would, they weren't looked after and well-groomed, they were wild animals, uh, semi-wild, uh, if, if any, any sort of domestication had rubbed off on them, but more likely to be wild than any, um, to even be semi-wild. And of course, they're hungry animals. That's a relationship that we can understand with dogs today. Dogs are very hungry animals. 
Uh, they will continue to eat and eat when you put food before them. Uh, I had a friend who had a Labrador and he had what he called the open bag diet with this Labrador. I think it was just uh, a way of saying I'm too lazy to feed my dog each day. And so he just cut the top off the bag of, of dog biscuits and the dog would just feed as he desired. The result was this massive Labrador that was very much overweight and even when breathing he could see that this, uh, this dog was very fat and so then they had to remove the open bag diet and put him onto a proper diet. Dogs are very hungry creatures. They will continue to eat and eat and eat. And in Jesus' day and in the Old Testament there were such hungry creatures and such wild animals that they would actually eat people. And we see that in the Old Testament with uh, Jezebel, the, the wicked queen, when she is thrown out a window and falls to the ground and they go to get the body. There's not much left of her because the dogs have actually eaten the dead body that's there on the ground. They are very hungry animals and they will actually eat people and attack people. The dogs in Jesus' day and dogs do attack people today as well so we can see some resemblance there. But what about the pigs? What's the understanding of pigs in Jesus' illustration? Well, pigs, of course, to Jews were an abomination. They were declared unclean animals and you weren't allowed to have them and to eat them as a Jew, which is very sad because they weren't allowed to have pork and bacon and sausages, which I enjoy very much. But they were a detestable animal. So when Jesus speaks about pigs, he is speaking about an animal that people would detest. And... These animals in Jesus' day aren't the nice pigs that they would have in a, a piggery today. They were often uh, sort of half wild boars. I love uh, Asterix comics growing up and one of the big things in Asterix is Obelix loves boar and they always uh, get these wild boars and uh, they, of course, are known to be vicious. And so the pigs in Jesus' day are known to be vicious animals as well. And, of course, like dogs, they're hungry animals. The expression you eat like a pig isn't for nothing. It shows that you're eating and eating and eating like a pig. Pigs are hungry animals like dogs. And so Jesus then mentions these two animals and gives a picture with them. So take that image of what a dog is and what a pig is in Jesus' day and then he gives this image of a man coming along with a bag of precious pearls to a wild pack of dogs and pigs that are hungry and looking at him angrily for food and he takes these pearls and he throws them out on the ground and the animals pounce on them thinking there's food here but as they chew on the pearls they are tasteless, they're hard to eat and they're completely unappetising. And so what is the result as these pigs realise what they have in their mouths and the dogs realise what they have in their mouths? They get even angrier. They get even hungrier and they turn on the man. They trample on the, the pearls, they spit them out and they trample on them and turn on the man who is offering them these tasteless, worthless objects to them. That's the image that Jesus is giving to us, this illustration in verse 6. But how does that then apply to us? What's the meaning of this illustration? Why does Jesus tell us this story? And that's my second main point. What is the situation that is being illustrated? Who are the animals then? Who are these dogs and pigs? Well, the two animals serve as a model of people. The dogs and pigs are certain humans, not all humans, but certain humans, that can be savage and vicious and hungry. They're only interested in satisfying the desires of their flesh. That's what pigs and dogs are doing. They're just satisfying the desires of their flesh. And that's what some humans are like. 
They are only interested in satisfying the desires, the cravings of their flesh. And those are sinful desires if they're non-Christians. That's all they desire all the time is to simply satisfy their sinful desires. And when they can't satisfy them, they get angry and vicious and they attack people when they don't get them satisfied. They are simply hungry to satisfy those sinful cravings. And what are the pearls then? So if the dogs and pigs are certain people, what are the pearls? Well, the pearls we understand to be the precious truths of the Gospel, the precious truths in God's Word. These can be certain doctrines that are very precious to us and, of course, the most precious doctrine of all, I think, is what Jesus is getting at here, is the good news of Jesus Christ. There is nothing more precious than the good news of Jesus Christ in this world. There is no earthly treasure that can compare to the good news of Jesus Christ, that God himself would come into this world, suffer as a human, just live as a human. Imagine that you made everything and you came and lived amongst those creations that you had made. And then not only that, but to actually die a horrible, excruciating death for people who did not want you around at all, who were openly hostile to you, That is wonderful news that we have such a God who would do that. It is a precious, precious truth that is recorded in the word. It is more precious than any pearl in this world. And so what we see here with this illustration is someone coming along with this gospel truth. Who would that be? Well, of course, it's a Christian coming along with the precious truth of the gospel which represents the pearls and then meeting people who are only interested in satisfying their sinful cravings. And then this Christian shares the good news with that person and instead of encouraging the the pigs and the dogs in their sinful cravings and saying, yes, yes, you can sin all you like and it's okay, instead of saying that, the Christian says, no, you should hate sin, you should stop sinning, you should repent of your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who came so that you could have that sin removed. And they don't want to hear that. They want to be told that they can continue in their sin. They don't want to be told to stop sinning. They don't want Jesus to save them from their sins. They like their sins. They want to satisfy that craving all the time. And so what is the result? This Christian shares the good news with these savage creatures who are hungry to satisfy their sinful cravings. Two results Jesus gives. Halfway through verse 6. If you do, they may trample them under their feet. Trample the pearls under their feet. The first result is that they trample the pearls under their feet. And we see this all the time. You see it in the media. You may see it with your friends. You may see it even with your family members. People trampling on Jesus Christ. They use Jesus' name as a swear word. They tell jokes about Jesus. They make up filthy stories about Jesus. They make... Uh, they undermine the truth of the gospel. They say that the, book is, the Bible is full of lies and it doesn't make sense, there's inconsistencies when they've never actually read it for themselves. They trample all over the word of God and they trample all over the Lord Jesus Christ. That's one result. What is the other result? Jesus says, if you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. The other result of sharing the good news with such people is that they often turn on the Christian themselves. And so they satisfy that sinful craving they have, they want to satisfy their urges, 
And so one way they do that is by attacking the Christian, adding to their sin by attacking the Christian. And they do that by the way that they speak about Christians, they mock Christians, they call you names, they say terrible things about you, they accuse you of doing things that you've never done, they speak badly about you, they attack you as vicious, hungry pigs and dogs. And they also attack you emotionally. They try to push you so that you will leave the faith. They attack you with their emotions and they may even attack you physically. In certain parts of the world it is very common to be attacked physically by pigs and dogs. They attack you because they do not like the pearls that you are giving them and so they satisfy their sinful cravings by doing that. And in this country it can be in different ways that they attack you physically. It may be at work, you're passed over for a promotion because you're a Christian so you don't, you don't get the money that you may have if you weren't a Christian and you aren't as privileged, you aren't, you aren't invited to gatherings of friends or colleagues from work because you're a Christian. You're attacked physically because of what you are offering people, the precious pearls. So that's what is being illustrated, that's the situation. My third and last main point then is how can you avoid this situation? How can you avoid the situation that Jesus is describing? Well, here's some tips. My first one is, please do not be a dog or a pig. That sounds harsh, but these are Jesus' words. Don't be a dog or a pig. When you hear the precious truths of God's word, do not attack them. Instead, embrace them as the precious pearls that they are. May none of us be people who are simply dogs and pigs, only wanting to satisfy our sinful cravings and then attacking those people who present God's word to us. It may not just be as a non-Christian responding to the gospel. We can, as Christians, hear precious truths that are contained in God's word and then we don't like them and so we attack people who share them with us. And if you call yourself a Calvinist and embrace the truths that uh, are presented in God's word about the sovereignty of God and the total depravity of man, many Christians won't like you sharing those precious truths that God is in complete control of the world because they don't like it. They want some control themselves in what happens to them. They don't want to submit everything to God's control and they don't like this idea that everyone is totally depraved, that everyone has no desire to seek God unless God gives it to them. And so that precious truth that is contained in God's word, that we are all sinners and is the beginning of us embracing Christ and following him as faithfully as we can. As Christians we have to remind ourselves that we are totally depraved and that we need God's help all the time if we're going to accomplish anything. It's not a case of God helps us at the beginning and then we continue on our own goodness. No, we need God's help every day. But many people, if you tell them that truth, they will react, even Christians, because they want to satisfy their sinful hearts and minds and what they desire. So don't be a dog or a pig. Listen to the pearls that are contained in God's word and accept them. The second tip, if you are a Christian, make sure you judge those around you. We looked at this a number of weeks ago, so you may have forgotten what we looked at previously, but the passage that we looked at was verses 1 to 5, where it opens with the words in Matthew chapter 7, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. And so there's that temptation as Christians 
to misunderstand Jesus' words there and misunderstand that he's telling us not to judge hypocritically and think that he's telling us not to judge at all. And so we stop judging everyone around us. And we look at Jesus' words and he says we're meant to love our enemies previously in the Sermon on the Mount as well. And so we think we're meant to be like God and show common grace to people and so we're never meant to disapprove of anything anyone does. But no, Jesus tells us, he reminds us in verse 6, he sort of gives this complimentary teaching. He's told us do not judge hypocritically but he's then telling us make sure you judge. Make sure you are discerning. Don't judge hypocritically but do judge. Make sure you can tell who's a dog and a pig and who's someone who's not a dog and a pig and may be someone that you should be giving the precious pearls of the gospel to. Make sure you are judging those around you. Be discerning. Jesus doesn't stop telling you to use your brain when you become a Christian. He wants you to think about the people that you are coming up against and whether they are potentially a dog and a pig and not interested in the pearls of the gospel at all. Are you someone who flees from judging others? Are you influenced by the the media around us and the political correctness that is so prevalent that says you're not supposed to judge others as a Christian? You're not supposed to judge and so you stop judging altogether? Listen to what Jesus says in verse 6. He assumes you're judging people, that you're judging whether they are dogs or pigs. And then the third tip is then after you've judged people, leave those who react badly. When they trample on Jesus, when they trample on you and start to attack you, don't keep feeding them pearls. It's like feeding pearls to hungry dogs and pigs. It accomplishes nothing. Don't keep giving them the gospel. That sounds like a terrible thing to say. Some people you don't share the gospel with. But Jesus is saying that here. He's saying don't continue giving the pearls to people who are trampling on them and continuing to attack you. And it makes sense. It accomplishes nothing. They're only interested in satisfying their sinful cravings. It's a waste of your time when there are so many other people out there who are eager to hear the good news. They may not be eager, some of them as well, but they may just be interested and you can spend some time sharing the good news with them. Whereas you're wasting your time sharing it with someone who's going to keep attacking you every time you share the precious pearls with them. And we see this in the New Testament. This is not like an isolated incident where Jesus says this and then no one else speaks like this. No, we see it in the New Testament again and again. In Acts, what do the disciples do? Whenever they're attacked by Jews for teaching the good news of Jesus Christ, they often shake the dust off their feet and move on to somewhere else. That's how the gospel spreads around. I think that's how God used the the gospel to be spread is that they get attacked and so they keep moving. They don't set up shop in one area and stay there. It actually gets all through the Roman Empire because the, the disciples keep getting attacked. And so they keep having to move on. They shake the dust of their feet. They, they, a few people believe, but they get attacked and so they move on. They keep moving on. So we see the disciples actually doing what Jesus says here and we see Jesus do it himself. He's very willing to share the good news with those who are ready to listen. But those people who should know better, he doesn't speak to them. And a classic example is Herod. After Jesus is arrested, he goes before Herod and Pilate. And Herod knows all about Jesus. He's heard about Jesus And he he wants to see Jesus so that he can see some miraculous sign. And what does Jesus do? He does nothing. He doesn't even speak to Herod. Herod is not worth giving a precious pearl to. Jesus would not open his mouth before him. Whereas Pilate, he actually dialogues with Pilate. Pilate doesn't know as much as Herod. Herod's a Jew. He's meant to know what's going on. Pilate doesn't know. So Jesus 
opens up and, and has a bit of a, a chat with him about what he is about. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. He speaks to Pilate, whereas Herod he closes his mouth to. He knows that Herod is a dog or a pig. And he says, I'm not giving you any precious pearls. So sometimes you've got to leave people. Now, you've got to be careful. Don't, some people you just leave temporarily. They're only a dog or a pig for a time and by the grace of God they turn. Sometimes they will be interested again and then you start giving them the pearls. But sadly some people you may have to write off for pretty much the entire time that you know them and you can't continue antagonising them by sharing the good news with them and the precious truths that are contained in God's word. And then fourthly and lastly, do not use this text as an excuse to stop evangelism altogether. Because you may be looking at this and going, oh, everyone's a dog or a pig out there, really. If I think about it, I can see that everyone has a little bit of a problem. All my non-Christian family members and friends are antagonistic in some way. So I can stop having to share the gospel altogether. And I think as Christians we err on the side of keeping silent than going to the side of opening our mouths and witnessing. This text is not to be used by cowards. This is not something that we are to latch on to so that we keep silent around those people who we should be sharing the gospel with. You're actually meant to witness to everyone, share the gospel. How else can you tell if someone's a dog or a pig unless you have given them a pearl? You can't actually evaluate that unless you've seen them stomp on the gospel. It's a case of don't continue doing it. You're meant to share the gospel with everyone and then back off from those people who attack but those people who are interested continue talking with, continue giving the pearls with them. Are you someone who is quick to label everyone as dogs and pigs? To, that are, quick, are you quick to be someone who keeps your mouth closed because you think that they will attack you if you share the pearls with them? No, I hope that we are all people who are what Jesus wants us to be. We are people who are ready to judge but not hypocritically, as we looked at last time I spoke on the Sermon on the Mount, but we're ready to judge. And when we see people who are dogs and pigs, we back off. But when we see people who have an appetite for the pearls, who know what the pearls are, that they are precious and good and they want them, that we are ready to continue giving them those pearls that are God's pearls for us to share with others. May we all be people who are ready to witness and give those pearls away as God directs us to. Let us speak with our God now. Heavenly Father, we thank you that what we have in your word is indeed precious, that it is not some stupid, foolish account written by some man at some point in history, but here we have the precious words of God and they tell a wonderful truth, a marvellous truth, that God entered into this world to save sinners. Lord, may we be careful with your pearls. They are not our pearls. May we be careful with them. May we not antagonise dogs and pigs with them. But may we be diligent in sharing them with those who are interested, with those who do value your word. May we not be cowards and back off from everyone and be thinking that everyone is a dog or a pig. But may we want to share the good news May we delight in it and may we have to remember this word from your son in this sermon so that we're reminded to back off. May we be so eager to share the good news that we have to 
memorise this text so that we don't share the good news too much and antagonise those people around us. May we love to see people embrace your word as a precious word that it is. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.